1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. And joining us right now is our good friend, Becky Harling. She has got a degree in biblical literature, is a sought-after speaker and Bible teacher at women's conferences and retreats across the country. She's also the author of The Extraordinary Power of Praise. She's a good friend of the program, likes me more than she likes Tobby. (laughs) Joining us now (laughs) is Becky Harling. Good morning, Becky. Hey, good morning, Tom and Tobby. And just for the record, I love you both equally. (laughs) Just like a good mama. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much for being with us again. We love when you join in. And as we're heading towards the end of this year, you know, a lot of people are thinking about a good begin, a good end. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people get nervous, it seems, with a new year. I know some people look forward to a new year with dread, Tobby. Others um, look forward to it with anticipation, like, oh, thank God the old year is over. I'm looking towards the new. But I feel like no matter where you are on that spectrum, it's good to remember first and foremost that God goes before us into the new year. And as we close out the chapter of the old year, one of the practices that I love doing is between Christmas and New Year's, every year I take a full day to just be with Jesus, you know, and I I reflect back on the highs and lows of the last year. I read different passages of Scripture. I sit quietly before the Lord and just ask Him, like, what, where do you want me to focus in this new year? You know, because it kind of gets me in the mood to anticipate the new coming year with excitement. Okay, Becky, this is just gold right now. I'm writing this down (laughs) as you're doing this because so many of us are maybe having a rough year this year and uh, we're thinking, oh, I can't wait to get out of this year and can't wait to get to the next one. But they're not being proactive to prepare for the new year. You're saying to take a moment's pause and you do it for a day. How do you actually go about spending your day with the Lord to prepare for the new year? You know, I actually have a tool, um, Tom, that I can send you uh, uh, later today, and you guys can put it on your website if you want to. And it kind of gives some reflective questions. So one of the things that I do when I spend this day with the Lord is, you know, I, I 
use worship music because, you know, that's my heart. I use my Bible because that's also my heart and a journal. But I reflect back, okay, where did I feel disappointment in this last year? What were the hard things of this last year? And I kind of just journal about that with the Lord and ask Him, what do you want to speak to me about those hard places so that I grow in strength for the new year? You know, because God does allow pain in our lives, but He doesn't ever waste that pain. He wants to use it to mold us and shape us more into the image of Jesus. So that's a good place to start. You know, one of my favorite books to read between Christmas and New Year's is the book of Isaiah. And I just will read the whole book in one day, slowly. And, you know, I just kind of say, Lord, speak to me. What are the promises looking forward to the new year that you want me to claim? What are uh, habits that I might need to give up? Where are places that I need to work a little more intentionally? How are my relationships? I just ask a lot of those reflective questions and invite the Lord into those questions speaking with our good friend Becky Harling, who's just sharing wisdom upon wisdom with us, especially as we're rounding out the new year or the old year and getting ready for a new year. So thank you for being here with us, Becky. Hey, it's so fun to be with you guys today. And I love talking about the in-between spaces, you know, looking back at the old year and then looking forward to the new one. All right. So now let's go ahead and jump into to that. Like as we come into 2023, How do we make sure we are going to do this year right? We're going to make it God honoring. We're going to put him first. We're going to be able to listen to him. And for me, like I always need something to look forward to. And some people are having a hard time with that. What would you say? So I think, again, that day with the Lord in between Christmas and New Year's is key for me, because in that day, after I look back and reflect on the old year and do all those reflective questions, then I think, okay, Lord, what do you have for me in this new year? And what's amazing about the Lord is He plants desires in our hearts. So we can start with our own desires. What do I desire in the new year? You know, maybe it's a deeper connection with one of your kids or a deeper connection with your spouse, or maybe it's more friendships and deeper connection with uh, close friends at church. And then from there, so maybe out of that, you think, okay, Lord, my desire is deeper connection. Well, we know that that honors God because he calls us to community. So then we think through, okay, Lord, uh, what's my part in that? And what's your part in that? So God's part in that is to open opportunities for us to connect. Our part might be to go to the child we have a disconnect with and say, hey, how can I change so that there can be a deeper connection between us? Or, you know, maybe your part is taking initiative at your church to join a small group because you want to make some deeper friendships or reaching out to a neighbor. So, you know, the first thing I do is I say, what are my desires? And then I say, Lord, what is a word you have for me for this year that you want to see developed in my character. You know, maybe that word is joy. And so maybe for all of 2023, joy is going to be your word. So you might buy things that remind you of joy, like a a picture, not that I'm telling you to go out and spend all kinds of money. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you might buy a picture that says the joy of the Lord is my strength. And you might hang it in a prominent 
spot in your house. And then again, you say, Lord, what can I do to cultivate joy? And how does spending time with you give me more joy? So it's kind of this back and forth between you and the Lord. Does that make sense? Yeah, where you're trying to discern your part, his part, uh, and staying in communication with him to know what things we need to focus on. I love that, that one word that God may give you. God has done that for me a couple of times uh, with love and and the word believe and uh, cause me to focus and grow in those areas. So um, this is a wonderful way to think about the new year. Absolutely. And yeah. hey, Becky, can I just dive in here real quick and just do a, qu- a quick summary for somebody who's really just joining us right now. You take a day and a day of reflection to take a look at the year. What were some of the disappointments? What what were some of the things that were hard? And then from that, what do I learn from that? And then going into the new year, you say, what are some of the desires of my heart? And God, what do you desire for me? And then there's this two-pronged thing that you talked about, about what is my part? And then what is God's part? And then you go into listening mode. But, uh, you know, for people that have never done this, this is kind of scary. So how would you walk somebody through that moment? Yeah. So, I mean, take your Bible and get a journal and, you know, um, when, you're, when you're thinking what are the desires, you just write in your journal, what are my desires? Most of us know what our desires are. If we take time to listen to our souls, right, we may desire this, that, or the other thing, but we know where they are. They're in our hearts. So you write those down, and then you stop, and you pray, and you're like, Lord, speak to me now about these desires. And God speaks through His Word, so you open your Bible, and maybe you do the book of Isaiah, like I often do, or maybe you want to focus your heart on just one psalm. Psalm 84 is a great one as you enter the new year, and you you read the psalm slowly out loud. You read it several times. You circle key words, and then you stop, and you pause, and you reflect, and you say, God, what are you speaking to me from this psalm? And the Holy Spirit is faithful. He will show you. You can depend on Him. Wow. He is faithful. And uh, you were even sharing earlier, Becky, how He's faithful to give us wisdom when we ask for it. And so when we're asking to grow, he that's His will. It is going to happen as we put forth our part of the effort as well. And so as we look towards 2023, I just want you to say a quick something to someone who feels like they don't have anything to hope for or anything to look forward to. They've Maybe they've got a medical diagnosis. Um, maybe they um, some, somebody has passed away that they deeply loved, and, um, and they just don't feel hopeful. Um, what, what would you say to them? I would say, as you're reading Scripture, look for the promises of God and ask God specifically for one promise that you can take into the new year. Maybe that promise is found in Hebrews 13.5. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, not through cancer, not through um, the loss of a loved one, not through war or terrorist attacks. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Maybe the promise you hang on to is, but my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So ask God for one promise that you can claim as you enter 2023. And if you're having a hard time finding those promises, there are plenty of little books you can kind of go into 
uh, Google and Google them, you know, on just the promises of God. And then take a promise and make it yours for the new year. Circle it, underline it, memorize it, write it on an index card, leave it in your car, you know. But claim that promise because God keeps his word.